Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Axel Meyerhofer. Axel is the founder of Ideal Wealth Grower and can be found online at idealwealthgrower.com. Axel, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hi, Sandy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time to be here, and this is very interesting. Would you tell us a little bit about what you're doing at Ideal Wealth Grower, You know who you're helping and what you're helping them with? Yeah, thank you. Um, well, Ideal Wealth Grower came about because when I started my own uh, consulting company in 2005 uh, after retiring from the Air Force, the question was, how would retirement ever look like? You know, if if you project forward as a business owner, and I couldn't really figure a whole lot of things out. I knew government retirement is probably not there. The company wasn't intended to get big enough to have like a real retirement plan. And at that time, it was only two years removed from the big uh, dot-com stock market crash. So I started to look around a little bit to see what else is out there and what do other people do. And what gives me the flexibility based on how good or not so good the business is developing to put more or less money into something that could serve as retirement. And so I discovered partially through my Air Force time, I had sniffed around a little bit, but then really discovered uh, real estate investing and specifically an idea that is called turnkey uh, residential real estate investing, meaning you can basically invest in places that you don't live in a nutshell, or I call it out of state. And so doing the math and doing the research, I started into this slowly and um, developed a portfolio that is now approaching 10 properties. And while I was doing this initially, it was pretty much in secret, but then um, over the years, every so often friends and, and business partners and clients and so forth asked, so what else are you doing, right? And I started expressing some of that and more and more people say, well, you know, you really should put this out there because I'm sure there are many other people that are interested in it. And so then uh, IDEAL is basically an acronym. Anybody who is a little bit familiar with uh, investing or in general, how to use your money, um, you use the acronym IDEAL. And I'm happy to explain that. Wealth is the goal. And how do we grow it? How do we go from where we are right now? What's our starting point of change to what I call the time freedom point? which would be a point in the future on your calendar where you say my passive income exceeds what I need every month for my expenses. And the beauty of that, why I call it time freedom point is because you then gain the freedom to do with your time, whatever you want to, you don't have to exchange it for some kind of job or some kind of remuneration anymore. You can live off your passive income. So it's basically ideal wealth grower is helping people to get onto and then complete that journey from the starting point of change to the time freedom point. And it can be people who've just heard about something in real estate investing, which these days is not that hard. <laughs> you know, it's in the media all over the place and want to see if it's something for them, as well as people who say, yeah, I am in an area. I may have done some investing in real estate, 
but my area got expensive and now I read something or heard something. I was on Sandy's uh, <laughs> podcast and heard there is something like outer state turnkey investing. I want to know how that works. And then we basically offer on the one hand mentoring for people who want that or as an alternative, also making the connections because I developed a small but very powerful and trusted team that helps me keep doing investments and Anytime somebody says, hey, you know, I'm looking for lending or I'm looking for an insurance company or I'm looking for a turnkey provider, I'm always happy to share. So it sounds like you've grown this pocket of influence that <laughs> yes. you're now you're now letting all these other people access and that way then they can also grow and grow their portfolio, but also be then growing their influence as well. And then especially as they hit those time freedom points, right? What are uh, people going to do with their lives at that point when when you have this time? It's, now what do I do? Yeah, absolutely. I, I That's a beautiful way of putting it, a pocket of influence. I was actually kind of proud. I don't want to brag or anything like that, but um, there is a platform called Bigger Pockets you may have heard about where a lot of people interested in real estate come together and somebody posted a question in a forum and another person who must have read some of my posts said, well, you might want to talk to Axel. He has kind of carved out this niche of influence in the area of out-of-state turnkey investing, which is exactly um, like you said. And I mean, influence as long as it's in a positive connotation, I'm all for it, right? Like I want to help people to get out of any state of victim mindset and into a growth mindset perspective, right? And mm -hmm. and when you have that, when you're getting into this growth or, or creator mindset, I think you have much better likelihood to get going on that journey that we described earlier. So looking at that, the influence, which is our, our show is about positively using our influence, right? But so as you are growing your business, how do you see yourself using your influence and how are you impacting people with that influence? Well, I think there are two components to think about in this context of influence. The one component is being allowed to influence, which for me has a lot to do with how do you build your credibility? Why would somebody even be just fundamentally being willing to listen to me? or to you or to anybody for that matter, right? So for me, there are these two components of credibility and trust that you need to either have and develop or both develop. The other part is, and, and I've done a lot of programs about this, is to take personality into consideration, right? I know, for example, in my consulting work, I'm working with a lot of people from a laboratory, scientific, what I call evidence-based personality. Right, You can go to DISC and, and position them somewhere in the quadrants. But what that means is um, the, the most successful influencing strategy that I would be able to point to with that particular group is for a model that I, that I like uh, from Corn Ferry would be called logical persuasion. Right. Whenever you can say, OK, look at, for example, this situation, what would have happened if you invested in stocks? What would have happened if you invested in gold? What would have happened if you invested in your current area where you live in real estate versus out of state in the high performing areas? Let's just do this and let's look at the evidence. And you can influence somebody who is very evidence, logic, numbers based, data based, all those kind of things. Whereas 
for somebody who is already as a personality more in this creative mode, this this kind of artistic musician, artist, developer, innovator, that kind of mode, that person is much more interested in what's called influencing with the vision, right? You basically describe and, and try to work together to create the vision. One thing that I strongly advise in, in my practice for people to do is I call that write a letter to yourself. And it's, it's a much more than really um, just straight out influence, I would say. And it's nudging people to take some time and literally say, okay, let me imagine how a future, for example, at the time Freedom Point or five, six, seven years in the future, in the future on the calendar would look like, but don't be superficial, be really detailed, really write, okay, here is Sunday evening and I'm getting ready for my next week. And then go through step-by-step step how that week, or maybe if you can stand it, do two weeks of this new life in the future with uh, the vision that you would like to have for it. And when that becomes visceral, right? Like when you can almost feel it, you can see, okay, I invited Axel and Sandy to sit around the fireplace and we have a glass of wine and we're actually really going through how did we get here? And we kind of reciting this journey that we just finished and, and the joy we are now experiencing, right? So that kind of stuff, write it to yourself. And then let's see what do we need to do to make it happen? What are you already able to do? What can you already envision to do? What are things that may have looked like obstacles that are now more opportunities that you can take to get to that vision? And then, you know, every six to nine to 12 months, we look at that letter and say, is this still true? Have we gotten in the right direction? Do we want to make some adjustments? Right. And then, you know, you know, from your, you told me that you had been in, in Munich for a couple of years, you know, Germans are very direct. So there is this, direct approach, right? We are here, here are 12 steps, you know, yeah, 12 step program. <laughs> and that gets you to somewhere. And then the, the other one that I also find interesting is basically the team approach. Right? This is kind of what I do with Idea Wealth Grower to some extent is to say, okay, well, I can help you to maintain the energy, maintain the flow, and getting you hooked up with the right people. But it would take several lifetimes if I wanted to ever get as good as the lender I'm working with. Because she and her team have all this expertise. The same thing is true for the insurance guy who is an investor himself. right? And he has all his life, he actually inherited this, this practice from his dad. So it's almost two generations of experience of how to structure insurance properly. And to some extent, that's also true with the, with the turnkeys. These guys renovate, like the ones I work with, typically somewhere between 10 and a dozen properties a month. Right? And, and they find them, they renovate them, they put them on the market, they sell them to somebody like me or anybody I work with, and then they also manage it, which is, I think, very important as a criteria. Uh, so they know what I'm fixing today, I'm managing tomorrow. But I, you and I, are we ever going to have a chance to get to that cadence and to that credibility and to that kind of level of expertise like they do 10 times a month? A month, not a year. You know? So my, my role in this, from an influencing perspective, I love this model of the conductor of an orchestra. 
on this case, it's maybe a four-string orchestra or six-string orchestra or something, you know, like you have the lender, the insurer, the two or three turnkey providers. Sometimes if somebody needs to do a 1031 exchange, you have a little bit of that. You might have some corporate structuring, but it's it's not a huge symphony orchestra. But the importance is that they all play together very well. And the influence that I can bring and that I can help people uh, to receive if they give me the credibility and the trust to do it with them is to make that really work well, to really, you know, sound good and flow well. And other people can then look at it and say, wow, this is cool. I want that for myself. I like that. I like that. And Axel, you talked to us about starting to do your own investing and wanting to get to that um, time freedom point. You also shared with us this lovely exercise for looking forward in our lives to see what we want. I'm curious, you know, right now you have a lot of influence within your business. Mm -hmm. As you look forward and you see yourself reaching your time freedom point, I'm curious what kinds of things you might see yourself doing, maybe expanding your use of your influence within your business or maybe some things outside of it. What does Axel see at that point in his life? Yeah, well... I would say two or three things depends a little bit on how you look at it. One thing, um, and this is maybe a, a tiny little bridge to the idea of wealth grower is, you know, there is this word grower in there. And partially it has to do with a coaching model that I'm using and mentoring model for my clients, but also just the straight out literal word growing. One of my hobbies is, is gardening. So when I get to my time freedom point, hopefully in the not too distant future next year or year after, um, I would want to do more gardening and, and try a few more exotic things that need need a lot of like looking after and care, you know, like I'm kind of contemplating, can I grow mangoes, for example, or stuff like that, you know? Um, so that would be more emphasis on this. And then the other thing, and this is directed to the, uh, and connected to the time freedom point is, and I've already started to realize this uh, and, and, and it feels kind of initially strange and now I'm getting more and more comfortable with it is, in my letter to myself, there was always a component to say, I want to do the things that I really love to do, like talking to Sandy or other podcast hosts and, and doing like uh, YouTube videos that somebody else edits for me. And I only record basically the raw stuff and a little bit of additional information and do more of that. And not so much with the main focus on how does it make me money? And that's also why it wasn't really intentional. It sounds probably very intentional to any of your listeners right now, but this definition of this time freedom point with the word freedom in it, it wasn't as intentional as it sounds. And what I have come to realize is the closer I get to that point, the less important it is when somebody says, can you help me? I don't understand how much I even need to have to get started with this investing thing. And the next question I typically ask is, how much does it cost if I spend some time with you and you can help me understand where I am? I say, well, that doesn't have to cost time right away. Let's do a complimentary call for an hour. Just go through it and see where you are and if I'm even the right person, right? And when, you, when you're in this typical, everybody fights against everybody to make money and be higher on the pecking order to be the chosen service provider versus any other people out there, 
it's really kind of almost like this combative thing. And I know how that looks like because I was in the military for 22 years, right? I, I literally did half my life with that. And it's such a difference and such a much more enjoyable way to help somebody when, yes, I, if I like my time and my effort to be valued, but it's not the number one motivation, right? So in my letter to myself vision, it would be doing more of the gardening stuff that I like that is currently a hobby and keeping some of the things that I'm doing for my community you know, where almost I'm, I'm kind of playing, toying with the idea to say, pay what you think it's worth. What you think, not what I think, what you think it's worth. I love the way you're able to, as you, as you grow and as you reach that time freedom point, you're able to influence even more people, but shift it into a way that seems to really touch your heart that seems to be something very heartfelt from you of this being able to educate people and move them forward so they can also follow that path that you went through and find their own time freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things uh, when I did my dissertation, um, I, I worked and did a study on, on coaching and is it more or less better or worse to have an external and internal coach when you think about business coaching, big company and stuff like that. But one of the little side effects that came out of that was that I had to do the study. I had to interview a lot of uh, active, successful coaches. And I asked them, there is this unfortunate situation in, in the American way of using English where we have a coach in sports, which in any other, even English-speaking country, is either called the trainer or the manager. But we in America call that person the coach. And then we have coaching in the like business or life coaching or health coaching and so forth, where the one is very directive, right? The coach takes out that little whiteboard and draws up the last thing. And we have three seconds on the clock and the players and the basketball team get told where to go and who to get the ball to, who takes the last shot so we can win the game. That's what the coach in a very directive way tells people versus any of the other types of coaching where we are helping people to pull out what they want and then um, get it done, you know, and discover a way, which is actually the grower model. <clears throat> and so I asked these guys, if that word were no longer to be allowed, and, you know, keeping in mind that we're talking about influence, what would you call it? And the... Naturally, when you ask a lot of people, a bunch of different words, but the one that predominantly came out, the two that had the highest number of responses was guide or pathfinder, right? And if we were just for a second to imagine the word coach would only be reserved for sports and we wouldn't have that for anything else, then that's kind of what I would like to say in response to, you know, how do you influence and then go beyond that influence so initially to say okay yes i admit influence in real estate investing would be to say look at all the benefits out of state residential real estate and uh, investing in high performing areas brings to you it's kind of like what i'm convinced is the right way to go so in that sense that's the influence and it can be logical or can be vision oriented or any of the other um, strategies but then when you say, okay, Sandy has now decided she wants to go from her current state 
to the time freedom point, then this really becomes guidance and finding your path with you. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's path is different. Everybody's starting situation is different and everybody's path and journey is different. Even though the end result may be the same 4,000 or 5,000 or 3,000 or whatever the number is per month in passive income that you want to achieve. Oh, that's great, Axel. Appreciate that. So where can we find you online? Well, you mentioned it at the beginning. The uh, website itself is www.idealwealthgrower.com. And if somebody says, well, website is fine, but other social media might be also interesting. If you just put Ideal Wealth Grower, you find us on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and I don't know, other platforms that my team puts our stuff on. So YouTube is another big one. (laughs) So just put Ideal Wealth Grower and it probably shows you on like Yahoo or Google or so forth, all the different places that we have done. Well, thank you for taking time with us today. And thank you for sharing your perspective on influence and especially through the coaching industry. That was very interesting. Absolutely, Sandy. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.